Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin. Ve salatu ve selamu ala seyyidina Muhammed ve ala alihi ve ashabihi ecma'in. Some of the verses that were outstanding of last night's tarawih was a verse in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs the mu'minin and informs us of the potential enemies that we might have within our family ranks. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya eyyuhalladhina amanu, inna min azwajikum wa awladikum aduwa lakum fahdaruhum. From amongst your spouses and your offspring, they are enemies for you. So therefore, beware and protect yourself. This verse was revealed at the time of Hijrah when some of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum migrated and they were pressurized by some of their family members not to undertake the journey. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then further on says that when they have realized that they have faulted and they have discouraged you from doing that which is correct, if you forgive and pardon, then most certainly know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is also ghafoorur rahim. So many times the ulama say a person in his personal life has some pressure from his family members, whether it be the husband or the wife or the children. There's pressure from the family and you want to excel in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but there might be some negative pressure from the family. The ideal thing is to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then to forgive those family members for acting in that particular way, hoping that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides them as well. Then further on, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّمَا أَمْوَالُكُمْ وَأَوْلَادُكُمْ فِتْنَةٌ Most certainly, your wealth and your offspring are a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The next verse, Allah says, فَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ مَسْتَطَعْتُمْ Ensure that you fear Allah, you develop consciousness and awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the best of your ability. The Sahaba radiallahu anhum said when the verse in the Quran was revealed, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu attaqullaha haqqa tuqatih. Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the way he ought to be feared. They said this was very difficult for us because who can develop that level of consciousness and awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at all times in privacy, in public. So they said that was very difficult for us to, to, to understand until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this verse, Fattaqullaha mastata'atum. Try to develop your taqwa and your consciousness to the best of your ability. Go gradually in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the next surah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed the ahkam of talaq. It's called surah al-talaq. In all the, the actions between human beings, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned many ahkam and rules with regards to dealings, inheritance, etc. But the most detailed ahkam of sharia have been mentioned with regards to nikah and talaq. Because this is something upon which the foundation of the society rests. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions in a hadith narrated by Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu anhuma, أَبْغَضُ الْحَلَالِ إِلَى اللَّهِ الطَّلَاقِ Amongst those things which are halal and permissible in sharia, the most disliked of those things to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talaq. So sharia is something which affects our life and it has a solution for all our problems. And this is why, although it is something discouraged, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept that avenue open after we've exhausted all the avenues to try to reconcile and to unite the hearts of, of the husband and the, and the wife. And this is why it's so important, respected brothers and sisters, that we learn the ahkam. When a person acquires a zakatable amount of wealth, it is obligatory upon him to learn the ahkam of zakah. If a person has now become worthy of undertaking the journey of hajj, it's obligatory on him to learn the masail of hajj. When a person is about to perform nikah, then it's obligatory on that individual also to know the ahkam related to nikah and those things which invalidate a nikah. 
Many times people go into these relationships and they haven't a clue of what it entails. Firstly, the responsibility, and then how serious it is just to blurt out words, and thereafter trying to go around fishing for a fatwa to, to justify the wrong statements of issuing a talaq three times at once. And also to clarify, respected brothers in Islam, with unanimity, unanimity of all the four schools of, of thought, of all four madahib, a person who articulates and utters the words of talaq thrice at once, three is three. Trinity is not something that the mainstream of Ahlul Sunnah take into consideration, that three is one. Because some people say, no, three, three, one, one, one is equal to one. We say, if a person gives three talaqs, Imam Abu Hanifa, Imam Malik, Imam Shafi, Imam Ahmad, three will be three. And this is something which has been endorsed by all four of the madahib. It is called talaq muharram bid'i. This is a haram way of giving talaq. Because Sharia has encouraged that if a person happens to go that route and he issues one talaq, one talaq is also sufficient for the nikah to terminate after the waiting period has passed. This misconception in the minds of people that for a nikah to come to an end, there must be three talaqs. The husband has to give three and then thereafter the nikah will be over. This is a misconception. If a husband issues one talaq in a state of purity to his wife and she passes the waiting period, which is three, generally three months or three menstrual cycles, then after that, the nikah has been terminated. But there is still room for reconciliation. If they wish to make a nikah, they may make nikah again. But if three are uttered, then there's no way you can reconcile and make up for that fault. So it is haram if a person utters the talaq, but it doesn't mean because it's haram it doesn't take effect. It is haram, and the effect also takes place. A man utters the words of talaq, it will still affect the validity of, of his nikah. Like it is haram to murder somebody unjustly. To kill somebody is haram, but it being haram is independent of the fact that the person will still die. The person has still died. It's a separate thing altogether. It doesn't mean because I realize, okay, it's haram to kill somebody. Now he's not going to die any longer. Similarly, if a person utters the word of ta- words of talaq, the seriousness of it has to be understood. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the understanding. Kindly state in the sufuf.